0: Hi everyone, this is Diva from Bloodhunter and you're listening to the Metal Pit Podcast. welcome to the metal pit podcast where we delve deep into the albums and bands that shaped metal please visit our website the metal pit at www.themetalpit.org where you can find album reviews interviews and live show reviews also please follow us on facebook and instagram at the metal pit and for video interviews shorts and audio versions of this podcast please visit our youtube channel at the metal pit 666 Tonight is our first of four Halloween horror-themed episodes that we're doing for the month of October. This will lead into The Metal Pit's three-year anniversary and on our anniversary, which is Halloween night, we will be announcing The Metal Pit's top 50 metal albums of all time as picked by all of our writers. I am Stacia, one of The Metal Pit writers, and I will be your host this evening. Tonight I have my amazing friend Kenny with me. Kenny lives in Hamilton, Ontario, same as me, actually the same building as me uh, and is in a band called desiccate now we have a metal bar in hamilton we're very lucky called doors pub and we always joke that desiccate is the doors house band just because of how frequently they are asked to play there so desiccate is noisy punk that takes influence from post-punk noise rock and black metal And this is actually how I knew Kenny for a really long time, but now I know him as someone that I get to work with. So we both work together at the Hardy Hooligan and um, I am the only person or was the only person at the Hardy Hooligan that really loved metal. And whenever someone new came in, you know, you'd always have staff bonding over, oh, wow, you love this random anime too. And I kept watching people bond over all of this stuff that I couldn't really relate to. But when Kenny started, we bonded so hard over metal and everybody else on staff was just like, oh, I'm I'm just so happy for Stacia that she has somebody to talk to uh, about all of this niche metal that she loves. So obviously, I really wanted to have him on the podcast and today we're going to be talking about a band that we both love, which is Bathory. Now, I'm going to open up by just a little quick intro, a bio about Bathory. So, Bathory is a black metal band from Sweden, specifically, and I don't know if you know this, Kenny, uh, if I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but Velingby.
1: I have no idea how it's pronounced.
0: Let's say that I'm right. I have- um, from that area of Sweden um, that were hugely important in the black metal scene, as well as the Viking metal scene formed in 1983 and releasing their first studio album in 1984, they were hugely influential for basically every name in black metal by their fifth album Hammerheart, they moved more into Viking metal, where they mostly stayed with the exception of the albums requiem and octagon. They released 12 studio albums, and while their lineup did change a lot, the central member, Quarthon, he's kind of like the lemmy of the band. So as the founder, frontman, and writer, he was sometimes responsible for every instrument. So they never actually toured, and they stopped playing live shows altogether in 1985. Uh, That doesn't make them any less noteworthy, though. They are about as well-known as a black metal band can get, and they were featured in Lords of Chaos. So if you hear the name Bathory and you're like, oh, why do I know that name? That might be why. So Bathory stopped being a band when Korthon died of heart failure at age 38 on my damn birthday. So Kenny and I have a friend named Carly who has mentioned a couple times that lemmy died on her birthday and i just found out that corthon died on mine so her and i are sharing birth and death days with the greats out here now corthon says that the name bathory was decided on after visiting the london dungeon but the early drummer jonas Akerlund says it was inspired by the venom song countess bathory which i am choosing to believe is true um and actually how they became a band is kind of an interesting story so corthon's father owned a small record label And in 1983, they were released, like the label was releasing a compilation of Scandinavian metal bands, and at the last minute, one of the bands dropped out, so the label agreed to let Bathory be the replacement. The two tracks that were on there drew a ton of fan mail, and the rest is kind of history. Um, now, since early Bathory and later Bathory have such different sounds, I I just kind of wanted to talk about the differences because early Bathory to me it's it's super fast, uh, really lo-fi recording, shrieky vocals, everything I like about metal. Uh, but Kenny, you are a lot more familiar with their the totality of their discography. Oh fuck vocals. yeah, yeah. So fuck yeah. I just kind of wanted to get your take on on characterizing the sound um, after Hammerheart.
1: After Hammerheart? Well, okay. Well, Hammerheart, like, was like the first true, like, Viking metal album of Chorathons. And the next good, like, the next couple just continued on that trend until uh, Requiem, which I dig Requiem. A lot of people don't, but I think it's like decent thrash metal. Like, it's not amazing, but it's fun. It's like listening to 90s Discharge or something. Like, it just works. Like, I dig it. Um, But I, I cannot get into Octagon and I'm so thankful that after that album, he was like, OK, I'm making Viking metal again because the next <laughs> couple are pretty decent as well. Like they're not I don't think any of them um, are as good as a Hammerheart, but they're decent. You know what I mean? They're certainly listenable and a lot more listenable than most Viking metal these days. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I'm glad that he, uh, I mean, he basically he started the genre. Like, Viking metal didn't exist before him. You know what I mean? Like
0: Absolutely. So it's yeah. pretty damn cool. Yeah, he is a pioneer yeah. there. So would you say Hammerheart is your favorite of, of that era?
1: Of the Viking metal? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. Uh, the next one is pretty good, too. But yeah, definitely Hammerheart.
0: Well... Today, we're going to be talking about one of the Bathory albums that we both love, which is Under the Sign of the Black Mark. Yeah. So this is their third studio album, and it was released in 1987. Now, do you remember where you were when you first heard this album?
1: Uh, Being like one of the few people in high school I knew that even knew what black metal was, (laughs) I'm genuinely expecting that I was just like sitting in my bedroom on my computer and being like, holy shit, what the fuck is this? (laughs) <laughs> um, especially, especially like it being from the 80s like I was I when I first got into black metal it was all like the early 90s mid 90s shit like the second wave you know what I mean um absolutely so to hear some, so to hear something like uh like under, under the sign of the black mark and having it be from the 80s like I didn't realize anything that like that intense because it's it's almost like proto it, I wouldn't call them blast beats per se but it's almost like proto blast beats like it's it's just steady, intense from a good chunk of the album, like while also including some of the epicness that he would uh, delve into later. And yeah, it uh, it definitely blew my mind when I first heard it.
0: For sure. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's, I'm the same as you because I feel like um, I was trying to remember, you know, where was I when I first heard this? And I think it was back when we were all having unprotected sex with the internet through LimeWire. Um, oh. And I think that probably explains- oh yeah (laughs) we are responsible for a lot of virus sharing um but uh i think it's why so i obviously like it goes without saying their first album is a fucking masterpiece um but i i kind of went from from their first album to this album i obviously circled back to the return of uh the darkness and evil Mm -hmm. but i i did definitely find albums one and three were the first that i jumped into um oh those totally They're yeah I yeah know they're definitely the first two i heard one. yeah right mm-hmm. he? and it's so funny why <laughs> why the heck is that um but uh the the first the first one i i think i still have a physical copy of but i think past that it was yeah it was uh streaming so thank you limewire uh, for giving us mm-hmm. the gift all right. Now, usually what we do is we go through track by track and just talk about our take on all the songs. So, we are starting off track 1 Nocturnal Obesience. Um, I what do you think of these kind of like moody atmospheric intros oh. like in general?
1: I fucking dig it. I totally yeah, dig it. it. Especially it, right? Yeah, oh, especially like on this album where you the second track is what it is it like, it just makes it seem more intense when it starts. Like if the album just started right away with the intensity, I don't think it would have the same impact, but like to have like a relatively mellower intro and then all of a sudden go into that intensity is just amazing. I think it works perfectly.
0: See, this is so interesting, right? Because I, I also love black metal but you definitely love more black metal than I do because I'm really fussy about what I like and there's a lot that I don't like. Um mm-hmm. so I I do I totally understand what you're saying and like I agree that intros like this are really good at setting tone. I just don't know if I would miss them if they weren't there. <laughs> I don't think they're bad. <laughs> and I I, I get I, I get what they're there for. I just don't know if I'd miss it if it was There's definitely
1: there. a few albums I would miss them on, but like I like I prefer them on albums like this where it's not like a an 8 minute synth intro track, you know what I mean? Like yeah, just, yeah. Uh, yeah cut, cut it out. Cut it. Just make it shorter. <laughs> like it, it doesn't have to be that long for an intro.
0: Yeah, and like. I'll give you this totally. The length of this is perfect. It's not... It's oh, it's the kind of thing where... If it was longer, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I need to skip this. Um, but mm-hmm. it is a listenable, like, okay, fine. If I can't find a way to skip this, it's okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I totally get you.
0: And then we go into Massacre, which in my opinion, is one of the best Bathory songs ever written. It has, I wholeheartedly agree. Right? Okay, so this song has no intro. There is no foreplay in this song. It it just jumps into the first note. You're like, oh, my face is completely melted. <laughs> um, to be fair, too, though, I think if you, like, let's say you had this, uh, you put it on, and that was the first note, I feel like you'd have a heart attack, but, like, in a, in a good way. <laughs> um... But the song is just, like, it's fast and it's raging. And, uh, like, I love Corthon's vocals. They're actually, I will say, like, his vocals are one of the things that I love the most about Oh, battle, God, yeah. Right? Like, this song just has everything I love about this band.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I, I can't think of uh, a single singer in the 80s, in like, a metal quote-unquote singer that was quite as raw. Like, just... Oh, totally. That is the That is the absolute, like that gave black metal its, like, sound in terms of vocals. Like, absolutely. Ugh. Like, there's a couple other bands, but nothing quite like Bathory.
0: Yeah, it's true. Nobody can uh, often imitate it, never duplicate it, or is that the exact term? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Something like that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Would you say overall this is kind of, like, one of your favorites on the album? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um Dude, it's hard yeah, I know it's uh, there's so many good ones on this. So you're not wrong. As we, what what's your take on uh, track three, "Woman of Dark Desires"?
1: I think it's badass. Um, like, I dig that it's like a, like the most of the song is like pretty dang thrashy, but like then you have like a chorus that like hints at some of the epic qualities that you get later on in this album, and also just like with Bathory going forward. Um, I really, yeah, it, I think it's a great tune. Like. It's not my favorite on the album, but, like, it's also one of my favorite albums. So, like, all of these songs are m- some of my favorites. You know what I mean? Like, yeah.
0: It's,
1: it's, there's not a Bathory song from the first five albums, probably, that I, like, uh, that I turn off, you know? So, yeah, that's I, I, true. I dig this, it.
0: This is definitely, and especially for me, the first three are, are albums that are no skippers. Um, yeah, oh, 100%. I'll, I'll admit to you that like this is this song is definitely one of my favorites. Um, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know why. Like I know there's uh, there's maybe like better on the album, but I, I love this song so much. Um, and like I, I love the storytelling in it. Um, and I did I did give you a warning about this, but a question that I, I really do like to ask people is, who wrote the better song about Elizabeth Bathory? Venom or Bathory?
1: Like that is like an impossible question because they're both just such amazing tunes.
0: Yes, and also I it's no secret how I feel about Venom. I love them <laughs> not so in much. the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> um, um but I love Bathory so much too. So I, I mean it, it is a really tricky question.
1: Yeah, like for me Bathory probably edges it out uh it ed- edges Venom out for two reasons. One being that in general I'm probably just a bit more of a Bathory fan than Venom. As much as I love Venom, just like one of them's got to come out on top, right? Um, but also, I mean, the band is called fucking Bathory, <laughs> like so. It's like it's in the name for sake. For Christ's sake, yeah. Like, uh, so just that because I'm a nerd.
0: <laughs> I un- I understand because so I was listening now. I have the same thing right where I'm like I love Bathory so much, but Venom is like my number one favorite band. Oh, um, God,
1: understandably so.
0: But I was so obviously I I can play the songs in my head cover to cover because i know both of them so well but i was like i'm really gonna look at the lyrics and sort of the conclusion i came to is they're both they're both equally like accurate and inaccurate (laughs) because i was like (laughs) i just want to historically look at the lyrical content um and they both say a lot of the exact same thing like both of them are like this is a woman at a feast and she wants virgins and then she dies alone in her home um so that like they both end on that note of her being locked in the castle so they tell the same story um Bathory's I find reads like a love letter to Elizabeth Bathory like it's a lot of of talking about like how beautiful she is um now the reason I am going to give the like slight one percent edge to Venom is because I actually really love the last line of the song which is the castle walls are closing in. She's crippled now with age. Welcomes death with open arms. The Reaper turns the page. I'm like, that's pretty fucking cool. I will, I will say though, Bathory's like it ends with her being like, whatever, no regrets. I don't give a shit. <laughs> in the tower. <laughs> so they're they're both really good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can dig that. Mm, Food sure. for thought
0: though. If anybody has opinions, I'm I'm always open to it. <laughs> and there's no wrong answer because I love both songs so much.
1: Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, no, oh. I dig it.
0: So track four, Call from the Grave. How do you feel about this one?
1: The song, this song is amazing. Um, I'm like the I adore the riffs. Um, they're not the most technical riffs. I mean none of Bathory's songs are the most technical in general. Um, but I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of mid-paced black metal. And this is like absolutely like a like ground zero almost, you know? Um I I don't know yeah I can't think of other bands like any of the Brazil bands or anything that were doing something quite like this at the time like I just really and like I'm a big fan of like the mid-paced black metal going forward from like 90 on and what have you so it's it's like immediately the blueprint for it like it's it's just great Um, I'm a huge fan of this song
0: well see it's got another atmospheric intro which is perfect for you
1: Oh, that's exactly it. The whole album, like the atmosphere on this album in general, like it, it, it's palpable, you know what I mean? Like y- you can practically feel the fog while listening to the album.
0: Oh, it's so true. Yeah. And it's why it's it's great for spooky season, for sure.
1: Mhm. Absolutely. Um,
0: so, I'm not usually wild about like slower kind of moody songs. You know me, I love the the song like the faster the better. Um, mhm. But this is such a good song, Um, and and like it it is, it's like it's melodramatic, but it's crushing. Um, And uh, there's the the guitar work kind of like two thirds of the way through, like you know what I mean? It's like uh, Mm it kind of hits me like this weird, like mournful '80s kind of like
1: absolutely.
0: And I'm just like, this is this is kind of neat. But uh, it's every once in a while, so he's always got these like really like pained vocals but these are pained vocals (laughs) that's always a compliment coming from me absolutely Um, but yeah it's funny because for a slower song I really do like it
1: yeah I I actually also adore just the number of riffs in it like there's a good handful of riffs in this tune like dark throne modern dark throne is completely indebted to this song because they're just like riff after riff after riff after riff riff. and this song kind of is like that
0: there's a Mm -hmm. lot of music i like that gives you a riff whiplash like for sure Mm -hmm. like where you're listening to it uh and you're like how many it's been one minute how many riffs was that
1: (laughs) absolutely
0: honestly it's what i like so much about a lot of these bands but damn when you're trying to play guitar and you want to learn a song you're like you know what i quit <laughs> From that end of it, you're just like, this sucks. I'm not having fun anymore. You're
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. not wrong.
0: All right, now track five, thorn What is your take?
1: Honestly, there, uh, like, just in my revisit today, like I listen to this album all the time, but it's been a while since I've listened to it quite as thoroughly. So many times in one day. But honestly, this song, to me, it could almost fit on *Demysteries* uh, Mysteries by Mayhem. Like, Whoa. Mayhem, you know what I mean? Like, just, it has the intensity of songs like Funeral Fog and shit like that. Yeah. Like, it really would fit. Like, it, it's totally proto-90s, early 90s black metal of that sort. Yeah, and, and just as every, like, every song on this album, just great riffs, too. Like,
0: I just feel, like, this song... I- I'm obsessed with it. Um, So this has like the best intro ever. It's like uh, you are like, whoa, why is it quiet? And then that weird like chug chug metal Jaws noise. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're like, oh, it's kind of like a metal Jaws theme. And then that scream that comes in. And then like the lyrics are like just super fast in the beginning, which has got to be hard Mm -hmm. when you're fourth. Like having that voice trying to do anything fast, I imagine it kind of hurts oh um, luck, yeah right um but that's that's it's such a favorite of mine uh, like on this album this is one that if i'm like i'm going back to it um like i'm like that's one of the ones i have to have If someone's like you can only listen to three on this album this would easily be one of the three
1: mm, that would be a tough decision but it, it would certainly be in the running for myself as well
0: yeah, yeah it just time. has all the tropes that i like
1: mm-hmm that makes sense
0: <laughs> um okay so track six enter the eternal fire how do you feel about this uh seven minute long song
1: this song basically introduces you to what corthon does from there on out like this is the beginning of epic bathory in my mind like the, the entire you could easily take this song and put it on Bloodfire death you know mm. like it it fits perfectly it, it 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 just has that like epicness like i am fucking playing this song on a goddamn mountain and you had better listen and it is going to be awesome like i agree yeah it's like the, the epic is the main word that even pops into my mind with this song like yeah
0: and it's perfect uh. that's legitimately the best way to describe it um absolutely I, this is not necessarily my favorite on the album i feel like that's no surprise uh um,
1: <laughs> no not at all
0: like the intro i'm like i'm kind of on the fence about um but the thing is like it's good to break it up right because you mm-hmm. when you've got something like uh massacre and "Woman of dark desires and aquamantha and you're like okay fine i totally get it you don't want to be like a one note album so Mm -hmm. it fits so well it's not like they can't all be intense moshers (laughs) that's just you've got to switch it up and it really is like this is in keeping with spooky season for sure like it's dark um it's atmospheric it's like a spooky tale it's like metal halloween Mm. um and maybe because it's slow um but i i find the lyrics to this very intelligible i'm usually like i can i can definitely like make out some of the lyrics mm-hmm. uh in other songs but i i find this one really intelligible which which adds to the like i'm being told a scary story oh, fuck kind of yeah effect.
1: fuck yeah
0: right yeah. um i will say there's like five minutes in there's almost like that like sort of like hopeful sounding like breakdown <laughs> I, I i feel like it gets maybe a little too fantastical for me but that that is just me <laughs>
1: ah it's because I'm a bigger nerd
0: totally and <laughs> this it, uh, is so good absolutely and this is like nerdy metal which I get and I I, like, I understand the appeal while well knowing that it's it maybe doesn't hit me the way it's going to hit somebody else but I totally get the appeal
1: oh I, I want to listen to this song and watch videos of just like Sauron from Lord of the Rings and shit you know like, yeah that sounds like the <laughs> me of
0: all time oh, I know yeah. what we're doing for your next birthday
1: <laughs> no i actually i want to touch on something you said though it's fascinating uh while like revisiting the whole album as a whole like i've noticed that like it starts with it's like intent song kind of epic song intent song epic song intent song epic song like it kind of goes back and forth the whole album and it is pretty I suppose cool that's
0: kind of true um yeah although i would say um women of dark desires is a maybe that is the one that maybe maybe kind of middle of the road
1: that's exactly it that's the one that kind of ruins the the theory just because it is like a like a thrashy as fuck uh uh, verses and whatnot but the chorus does kind of get epic you know it has like it slowed down a bit like but yeah
0: (laughs) but it is yeah it's kind of nice he's kind of um being like okay you might need some aftercare after that super intense (laughs) or so we're gonna go into something a little epic
1: hmm exactly
0: well um perfectly in keeping with your theory um track seven chariots of fire uh bingo how-, <laughs> how do you feel about this one uh
1: i honestly like i obviously adore it but it 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 almost sounds it's almost like proto war metal to me like Ooh. i can understand like blasphemy or beherit hearing this album and being like or this song specifically, and being like, oh, this is the shit I need to do, Yeah. you know? Like, it, it, there's no way in my mind that it didn't, I mean, hell, it influenced other proto-war metal bands to me, like Sadistic uh, Execution and bands like that, you know? Like, it, it just has that serious intensity. Like, I, I know there were other bands at the same time, like, Holocausto and Volcano and what have you, but like, I mean, in terms of Bathory, like, this is one that just like absolutely influenced that scene specifically, in my mind. Um, let alone just black metal and death metal and everything all told. But, yeah. And oh, that's, it's, that's it's, a lot
0: for one song.
1: Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I like it. It's got kind of like a weird, spooky, like, cathedral opener. Um, but it goes just right into this, like, face-melting, lightning-fast riff um Mm -hmm. now this uh, if you look at the wrestling you're like okay enter the eternal fire and the chariots of fire and you're like really two fire songs in a damn row um to me this is the superior fire song (laughs) Um, but again zero percent surprising based on what i like um and i i just i love hearing him like just scream the title and he has a lot of uh like random like shrieks in this that go nowhere mm-hmm. that i oh, love shit, yeah. <laughs> that's like one of my favorite things i love that it's like uh danny Phils from cradle of filth he occasionally does that or <laughs> it's just like random screams for no reason and i'm like yes <laughs> oh.
1: oh absolutely and i hope it's entirely off the cuff i hope it wasn't planned you oh, know what me i mean too. Like, i hope it's, it's gotta just be like
0: heart wanted to scream
1: <laughs> exactly exactly and i mean like if battery fucking played live at this point i would hope that like it wouldn't always be at the same spot in the song, you know what i mean? like yeah, it's just absolutely. pure emotion like i'm i'm giving it like yeah
0: i mean i always find too um usually we the fans <laughs> depending on the song like we'll know every note of that almost better than some artists sometimes oh you're not
1: wrong oh god yeah, yeah
0: um i was at a show once and i remember security there being like you knew the songs better than the band and i was like uh i make it my <laughs> business to know the songs better than the band mm-hmm. um but uh yeah so i feel like where those little shrieks are because it's so off the cuff mm-hmm. and for the same magical reason they'll get added to other songs just because mm-hmm. the moment was right
1: absolutely absolutely
0: <laughs> so track eight at uh, 13 candles how we feeling?
1: Right back to the epic riffs, like, yep. come on, like the, the, the like I, I grew up thinking black metal was like this specific Norwegian sound basically, which songs like this just blow like they change that attitude you know um mm. I, I I never I always viewed black metal as just this super fast super intense chaotic like if simplistic uh thing. Whereas again, just the epicness. Epic is the only word I can really think of to describe it. It just again, it it almost sounds like, like he's like on a mountaintop yelling at people and just being like, this is how it is. Like
0: This is it, it, He very well could have been on a mountaintop yelling at people.
1: I hope so. I truly I mean sweet sweet Sweden has mountains, right?
0: Yeah. Let's let's say yes.
1: I'm assuming.
0: You know, the thing, we've got, like, another, like, spooky haunted intro. This intro to me is very, uh, tch, 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 ah, ah, like, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, kind of like I that. Totally, <laughs> That's the tone totally there.
1: I get that.
0: Uh, it, it gets into a super good riff. Uh, I Because I'm, like, such a meathead, and, like, nuance in black metal sometimes goes over me, I, I kind of call this one, like, a mid-tempo mosher. <laughs> um, but it's, like... <laughs> it's it's just an awesome sick riff like this is the kind of riff that you hear and like you want to play if i was given a guitar and was like they were like you have to learn a riff off this album i feel like this is the riff i would learn
1: that's totally fair yeah like oh god yeah no that's totally fair i haven't learned it but i feel like it would just be so fucking fun to play
0: You know what, though? You've kind of gassed me up a little bit. Like, you saying that nothing on here is too difficult to play is like, hmm, maybe my next guitar day I'm going to uh, learn some Bathory.
1: Oh, no. Like, I'm of the opinion that black metal should never be overly technical. It is just, um, it should be simplistic. It, It should be just raw emotion and raw, I mean, at the originally raw, just satanic fury, you know? Um... Whether it was tongue in cheek or not. Um, though, in, in Bathory's case, I don't know how tongue in cheek it quite was at the beginning, not in so the you're same way as like Venom. It's really
0: angry folk music
1: yes exactly exactly (laughs) it's the message
0: that matters uh Mm -hmm. actually too um i uh i do have some insight on that if you're interested when it comes to (laughs) Corthon and the satanic bend obviously Um, yes please so he was let me try to remember all of my facts here so he was um just kind of doing it to piss off christians and the reason <laughs> that they switched uh, from like that satanic metal into something a little more fantastical was because he thought all of it was just fucking hocus pocus. And, and in fact, that's almost, a, I'm pretty sure that's verbatim what he said. Cause he was <laughs> like, it's all stupid. <laughs> and was just mm. like, I liked getting a rise out of um, like crazy Christians, but mm. um, I don't believe any of this shit.
1: I would say technically he started fantastical and went more realistic because I mean Vikings existed. Whether Satan exists is uh sort
0: of (laughs) Satanist.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but Yeah, okay, okay. I guess arguably like I'm not about to argue that Odin exists. Um, so that's a fair point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So for anyone listening who uh cannot see us, Kenny and I are both gingers uh gingers <laughs> not daywalkers the the like white skin covered in freckles reddest hair you've ever seen so uh this next sentence should make a lot of sense kenny you and i are both very aware how much vikings existed <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're not fucking wrong <laughs> <laughs> oh, um,
0: yeah. and yes but sorry i meant like fantastical sounding metal yeah no,
1: um, <laughs> i get you i get you
0: <laughs> um the other thing that's kind of funny about this song to me is there's almost like a fake out at like one minute away where it's like a fake ending you think it's gonna end Mm -hmm. and then it keeps going and i'm like of course kenny must love this one because it's like uh, lord of the rings and the 3000 endings (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) yes yes exactly (laughs) oh that's amazing
0: (laughs) all right so now we're in track nine of doom
1: again it's another it, just fucking awesome intense song after another epic fucking tune like
0: yeah.
1: it, it honestly there's a degree to which it almost feels like the like the soft in soft quiet like the quiet loud like bit of like the um, black Sabbath does you know what I mean because like the mellower parts make the heavier parts sound heavier these epic songs make the intended song right after just sound so mind-blowing you know
0: yeah yeah it's
1: like a it's like a punch in the face every time it happens and yeah
0: well i mean like, opens right up with a really powerful riff
1: that's exactly it and i don't usually like being punched in the face but this. Like, <laughs> but when it's it.
0: bathory it's okay oh
1: exactly exactly like it's, it's another yeah, one where i'm
0: like this is one of the funnest riffs on the album probably
1: oh fuck yeah fuck like And that, I mean, that's saying a lot because there's a lot of fun uh, riffs on this album. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: I have to agree, absolutely.
0: There's a, okay, this is going to sound like a really weird thing to say. And I feel like it's something that we'd have to, I feel like you and I could be in a car and be like, Kenny, like, do you hear it? And you'd be like, no. And I'd be like, oh. Um, But there's parts (laughs) of this song where I almost feel like the vocal harmony and the guitar almost don't like line up i think it's supposed to be like that but it's just it's it's kind of a weird like i don't think it meshes as naturally in this like one part and it's so hard to explain and i feel like if you lived inside my brain you'd be like oh of course (laughs) it's that part where it doesn't like click (laughs) (laughs) or it's just like maybe i'm Uh, just like i'm expecting a different vocal harmony given like the rest of the album or just the music i like um or or maybe it's just you know uh Uh, songwriting mechanism that it kind of like carried out further so it'll make sense to someone who's more familiar with the rest of what Bathory went off to do and me in my like such specific metal taste I'm just like wait what
1: (laughs) honestly I have a feeling that like part of it is literally just a result of him being like what 20 years old when this album was recorded (laughs) just like I don't care if it's right or wrong I'm fucking doing it you know yeah, and and that is like an attitude i adore for early black metal in general like yeah. hellhammer for example like come on but yeah just to like i don't care if this is how you're supposed to do it this is how i want it to be and that's how i'm gonna do it like you know what probably great.
0: helps a lot is just how disgustingly attractive corthon was too where it's oh my just god like-
1: those belly tops
0: I, oh. I'm just like, yeah, he probably doesn't care if what he's doing is right or wrong. He's like, I'm caught no. on. That's what I'm doing.
1: No, mm-hmm. um, he cared so enough to tease his hair. Hmm.
0: Well, yeah. He <laughs> <Just laughs> the big hair.
1: It's, it looks badass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then that brings us to track 10, The Winds of Mayhem, their outro
1: again another like i think it, it i think it just fits i dig songs that have outros even if a song, even if an album doesn't have an intro i do dig a good outro like it's so just like, kind of like i don't know I, yeah it yeah. sets the tone for whatever you listen to next mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> i guess um yeah i mean i suppose i like it because it's very short like it's super oh god short, no so it's-
1: like same with intros like if it's in if it's excessively long like come on like if you're trying to make like dungeon synths or something okay (laughs) put a dungeon synth track on there but like I don't know yeah if it were longer I probably would not dig it as much as I do but I do think it fits like it helps I, I, I think it fits in terms of the flow of the overall album and I'd like that
0: I think that's very fair. Um, and again, it's when you like that kind of thing, it is super, super well done. It's not like I skip it; like I listen to it again. I just don't know if I would miss it if it weren't there. That's all I'm saying. Song, <laughs> it
1: would be over before you had the chance to skip it. Like mean, it's not that long.
0: <laughs> well, and honestly, I think that's why I like the outro better than the intro.
1: It was that's just like they ah, okay, were
0: done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So those are our 10 tracks. So now what we like to do, this is, I love this part. I think this is super fun as we do our top 10 songs overall. So Mm -hmm. um, maybe I'll go for it first, because I think your list is going to be significantly more interesting than mine in terms of the top 10.
1: I mean, maybe it might span more albums. a
0: thousand percent it will kenny because (laughs) i am just being honest and uh (laughs) i could lie and try to act like i had more breadth but my top 10 no matter what so i'm familiar with like five Bathory albums and my top 10 are all from the first three albums that I, is just I
1: expected i expected that
0: <laughs> so they are from self-titled album under the sign of the dark mark and the return of the darkness and evil so mm-hmm. my top 10 so number 10 is born for burning um okay which okay so that's uh from the return of the darkness and evil now I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but have you ever thought about how much this sounds like Don't Burn the Witch by Venom? It's <laughs> like, I, not, I, we need to do a side-by-side listen.
1: Oh, I can totally see that. Like, I mean, he totally, there's, he had songs that were influenced by other bands, for sure. Oh,
0: well, like, that's not, I mean, sure. and to be fair, so does everybody.
1: Like, oh, God, so, yeah. 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 Yeah, but
0: sometimes um, it's a little
1: closer than others
0: yeah well fair um so <laughs> my number nine uh is be still lost also from the return of the darkness and evil uh and mm-hmm. i will not at all point out that this kind of sounds like heaven's on fire by venom um number eight <laughs> <laughs> that's those are the only two times i swear those are the only two I, like, times I like i like the
1: venom songs by Mathery.
0: <laughs> I do like the Venom songs by Bathory. Um, legitimately, low, like those are the only two. Those are the only two. But I think that's also why I love them so much. Uh, okay. So uh, number eight is Hades from self-titled. Uh, number seven is Possessed from the Return of the Darkness and Evil. Number six is Necromancy from their self-titled. And now th- that, mm-hmm. and I know this for a fact, is the first Venom. Venom. Ugh. The first Bathory oh. song I ever heard.
1: Venom <laughs> um, on the brain.
0: I do, I do have venom. Usually, yes, um, <laughs> but yeah, Necromancy from self-titled was the the very first Bathory song I ever heard. So it was my gateway to Bathory. Um, yeah. Um, so it was probably like I was on the bus and someone like put their headphones in my ear and was like listening to the song and I was like, "This fucking rules." Um, You knew
1: people that listened to Bathory to put their headphones in your ear.
0: I had (laughs) uh, this is going to sidetrack us a little bit, but it's so worth it. So uh, I went to three different high schools. Yeah, well, true. So I went to three different high schools. Um, and I, the one I went to for grades. 10 and 11 now this was up north and yeah there weren't really there wasn't anybody who liked metal i went in being like if you don't like cannibal corpse you're a fucking loser and i have decided that that is a fact um (laughs) and uh there was definitely nobody in my grade so i was in grade 10 and i had a cd book just like full of metal cds um and uh i found in grade nine uh, three boys that liked metal and in the entire high school, and those three boys just became like my entourage because I had all the cool metal CDs. Um, but the one of them who I'm still great friends with, um, Dan, wherever you are, hope you're well. <laughs> um,
1: but the other uh, two are posers,
0: you know, what it's funny because I have no idea where they are. <laughs> I just uh, I, I bump into Dan every once in a while, he still lives up north, um, but uh. <laughs> He and I will will bump into each other at concerts sometimes. Like I saw him at Guar recently. Oh, that's um, badass! I know it was awesome. Him and his wife were there, and I was like, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, and you know what? He's going to be the only one that matters because he was the one who occasionally would have a metal CD to contribute. So, typically it was me, but then especially, like, as time went by, and then by the time they were in grade 10 and I was in grade 11, like, he would have more metal CDs. So, honestly, it was probably him. But, yeah, in, in terms of, like, did I know a ton of metalheads in high school? No. Um, but I did have three friends when you're younger than me that were, like, oh, I think the metal you like is cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Which, which brings me to number five of <laughs> uh, favorite <laughs> battery songs. Uh which is uh, Equimanthorn from Under the Sign of the Dark Mark. I love that song, like I said. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number four, Reaper, um, which, man, I don't know. I feel like maybe it should be higher, but my top three are so top three, but I love Reaper so much. Um, That's (laughs) from Self-Titled. Number three, Woman of Dark Desires. Um, Number two, War from Self-Titled. And number one is Massacre.
1: If you couldn't tell
0: from how excited I was when we started to talk about it. (laughs) So that is my top 10 Bathory songs of all time featuring two kind of Venom songs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Now, what
0: are yours, Kenny?
1: Okay, so I will admit I'm a big fan of uh, making lists like this quote unquote in no particular order because I don't fucking know. (laughs) but I do have 10 songs
0: okay. and I just,
1: they are just going to be an album of order, sorry of like the ones from the first album, the ones from the second album, what have you
0: I suppose so, I'll
1: allow it I don't know that you have choice at this point but <laughs> <laughs> okay so we have, we have Hades off the self-titled album
0: Amazing. we have Reaper,
1: also from the self-titled album <laughs> then we have Sacrifice from the self-titled
0: Such art. a good track. That was almost on oh, there.
1: Oh, you're fucking right. Uh, then we have Possessed from The Return.
0: Yes. Great
1: tune. Oh, such a good tune. Obviously, we have Massacre from Under the Sun of the Dark Mark, as well as Equimanthorn. <laughs> it's not on your list, but it is absolutely on mine. We have Enter the Internal Fire. Of course. So good. Uh, Continuing the epicness is a fine day to die off Bloodfire Death. Yep. As well as Dizeray uh, Dizeray, uh, I'm pronouncing it like a bastard. Uh, <laughs> but off of <laughs> off of Bloodfire Death. Um, and then finally, I don't think I'll ever not love One Road to Asa Bay off of Hammerheart. Like, it's just so fucking epic. It is like a it, it's a honestly to me like I know they call it Viking metal, but like that era of of uh, Bathory is almost just like it's viking themed heavy metal you know what i mean like the 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 man war influence is palpable uh, like and it's just brilliant
0: like, <laughs> i mean you're yeah, definitely oh, you make me want to like it um so i in in case he, he does listen to it we do work with another person who who does like uh metal so it technically Uh, I did work with him before Kenny, but he only works 12 hours a week. So uh, James, who works in the kitchen. um, Now, this is specifically the kind of metal that he likes, like power metal, Viking metal. So um, I uh, I'm definitely not opposed to revisiting Hammerheart. Um, It is not like my favorite thing in the world, but uh, James having his music on in the morning has kind of like softened me a little bit to it. So (laughs) we'll we'll see. uh, We'll see how that listen goes.
1: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Like, again, also myself, not a huge power metal fan, but I think this uh, like, like, um, like Hammerheart kind of fits in with like, quote-unquote, U.S. power metal. Like, Manila Road, bands of that nature. Like, which, I mean, don't even fit the stereotype of, like, power metal, like, Sabaton and shit like that.
0: Okay, let um, me ask you this. Does it make you sing along with stuff?
1: Um... I, I'm not a huge singer I'll admit I, I don't I don't often sing along with tunes but it definitely oh, no. makes me I, I
0: mean like is it the kind of thing where you have to like like sometimes I feel like with power metal it's like you've got to like sing along like it's uh almost like a church experience when it's like the the like you've got to sing along and clap with the chorus and I'm like this just feels weird to me
1: Oh, i do not participate so nothing will make <laughs> nothing will make me feel like that but i raise the fuck out of my fist for that soon that's true. <laughs> like
0: you're you're more just, just about a... yelling stuff in the middle of songs
1: yeah yes exactly oh <laughs> uh, fuck yeah uh, and the stupidest shit too
0: yeah it's true uh. can confirm
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah and especially like being in high school and stuff um like one road to Asabay had a fucking music video like a bl- like at the time, I didn't quite understand the variation between like black metal, Viking metal. I just still viewed Bathory as black metal regardless. And I mean, in like if you're if we're not talking thematically, it's not outside their son. It's not like so outside the range sonically in the way that like I consider Merciful Fate a black metal band. Sonically, they don't sound like fucking Dark Throne or Mayhem or something. You know what I mean? um and i'm not gonna lie hammerheart thematically does not fit in but it, like given the history of the bands after that like as a teenager i'm like this is black metal you know mm. um but it's just it's so good it's so good and like honestly like he i swear to god he is on a fucking mountaintop in that music video and it is amazing
0: oh i'm gonna believe <laughs> you on that one <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's fantastic. Um, Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Kenny. And thank you for choosing this album uh, because what I did (laughs) was I sent my top 50, which is a secret list now because we are going to be announcing it for the three-year anniversary of the metal pit. But I sent you that list and I said, pick an album off this list and this was what you picked. So that's the, the one sneak peek is this album is one of my top 50 metal albums of all time. And don't forget to (laughs) check out our website, The Metal Pit, at themetalpit.org, to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Metal Pit, and to check out our YouTube channel at The Metal Pit 666.